Welcome to the My Inner Tiger podcast. I'm your host, Sydney D. Camella. I'm also a wife, mother, master life coach, course creator, and spiritual Sherpa. Over the past few years, I have overcome extreme anxiety, depression, addiction, infertility, and chronic illness. And as a result, I've made it my life's mission to teach other women like you that no matter what battle you're up against, you have an inner tiger, a power within to create and manifest whatever your heart desires. If you are tired of being a victim and ready to be boss of your life, you have come to the right place. Each episode, I'm going to share tools, teachings, and techniques I have used and taught countless other women so that together we can create a life beyond our wildest dreams. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your inner tiger is just waiting to be unleashed. I'm so happy you've tuned in. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to this episode of the My Inner Tiger podcast. I know I say a lot, that I say it a lot, that I say it a lot, but I am literally the most excited about this episode so far. Of all that I've recorded, this is my favorite one so far. And in this episode, I am speaking with Patricia McGivern, and Patricia is a certified hypnotist. She's a speaker and an author who specializes in past life regression. She received her clinical hypnosis training in 1998 and then trained with world-renowned Dr. Brian Weiss, the author of Many Lives, Many Masters. Patricia is certified through the International Board of Regression Therapy and a member of the National Guild of Hypnotists. She wrote her first book, Angel Babies, in 2009 and released her second book in 2017 called Soul Explorer, Healing Through Past Life Regression. I personally have done a a hypnosis session with her before, and she is absolutely incredible at what she does. In this episode, we're going to start off talking about Patricia's story and what got her into becoming a hypnotist, which is extremely powerful, and I cried. So um, we're also going to talk a lot about what hypnosis is, and particularly about past life regression, which is incredibly fascinating. We talk about how you can heal all kinds of things, both physical and emotional ailments, trauma, anything. Hypnotism is the go-to for healing in general. I cannot speak highly enough about it. And then we'll also talk about my personal experience working with hypnosis and working with Patricia specifically. So this is just a fascinating episode and I cannot wait for you guys to listen. So let's get started. Hello, Patricia, and thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I just want to dive right in and get to it and ask you a little bit about what it is that brought you to working with hypnosis and uh, a little bit about your story and all of that. So why don't you take the mic and go from here? Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm just thrilled, Sydney. Um, Hypnosis is a fascinating topic and what drew me to this and specifically regression and even more specifically past life regression was the loss of a baby. Uh, I miscarried a baby and uh, it was a, it was a great loss for my husband and I, and four and a half years after that loss, I began hearing from the baby. Uh, And the first uh, experience was we had we had planted a tree when I found out I was pregnant and the tree never grew and I would tell my husband 
uh, and not the nicest tone to take the tree down. The baby didn't live and either is the tree. And then about four years later, so I looked outside and the tree was blooming, green leaves. And uh, I ran out to it, I, I couldn't believe it. And somehow my first thought in my mind was the baby is alive, you know, on the other side. And so is the tree. And I don't know if it was just acknowledging that, but from that point on, I began to have experiences of, of hearing from what I learned was a little boy named Dylan. I also learned that Dylan was my dad returning to me and that he chose, he chose not to come because in the not coming, it would propel me on my spiritual path. And that is how I began becoming interested in everything metaphysical, uh, past life regression, um, you know, life after death, uh, near death experiences. I read everything I could and uh, was told uh, by him uh, during a kind of an altered state. I was getting a massage and actually it came through my massage therapist that I was to write a book and the title of the book would be Angel Babies to help heal the mommies who lost their babies. And it was really up to be a book about acknowledging, you know, the loss of these miscarried and early lost babies. And it took me about four and a half years to have the courage to do that because I was not metaphysical at the time. I was probably more open than I realized, but I was in the corporate world and I thought, what will people think? They'll think I'm crazy. <laughs> so it took me a while, but there were so many experiences that I had that were nudges that I finally wrote the book and that was published, um, I think that's 12 years ago now. And so that began my journey. And I then I wanted to find out more about what is this past life regression? And uh, had my own experience uh, doing it with someone and then wanted to become the guide myself. And that's what got me into hypnosis um, because I wanted to learn that first. It's a modality to use you know, to get you to a place where you can discover this information. And uh, that was in 1998. And in the fall and in February, I ended up training with Dr. Brian Weiss, uh, who is really why we talk about past life regression today. He wrote a book, Many Lives, Many Masters, and is uh, world renowned and really excellent. And so I trained with him. So I felt like things kind of came full circle with that. And so I've been doing that ever since. And uh, I've been specializing in past life regression for many years now. And it's fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating. And I just have to tell you that I've been sitting over here crying as you were telling your story about Dylan. As someone who suffered from infertility, I am... Um, I never really actually had a miscarriage, but I mean, it's all kind of the same when you're really wanting to have a baby and 
you know, I, I actually read the book Spirit Babies when I was trying to, um, to get pregnant and learned a lot about what you're talking about, about communicating with the unborn baby and how it chooses you and, you know, all the reasons and all of that stuff. So, oh my gosh, that is such a beautiful story. And that's, that's the short version. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there's always much more to it, but Right, right. But I'm glad it touched you. It, that feels really, really good. And that's, I was just going on Amazon recently to um, send somebody the link to that book. And I hadn't read any of the reviews, literally for years. And a new one came up that was just in June and how it helps someone heal. And I just got goosebumps all over my body. And I thought, that's why I wrote the book. So Anyways, it, it felt really good. And I, and I still hear from Dylan today. So that's incredible. Oh, so tell me a little bit about how hypnosis works. Hypnosis, you know, if we, if we called hypnosis, I always say snuggly, um, people would be running for snuggly, but because we use the word term hypnosis, it has a lot of connotations people have seen from the movies and and things like that, that you are under control of the hypnotist. And that is not true. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. If you don't want to be hypnotized, you won't be. Uh, if you feel comfortable and safe with whoever you work with and just allow yourself to be guided, it's in some ways it can be like a guided meditation. Just be guided to that that place within us that we actually go into and, and out of throughout the day without realizing it. It's the same state of right before you fall asleep at night and that in-between state as you're waking up in the morning before your eyes are open. Um, if you've ever driven somewhere and you get there and you're like, whoa, who was driving the car? that's actually a light state of, of hypnosis. You're gonna still be able to drive because you know how to, you don't have to think about it, but your mind is very busy thinking about what you need to do that day or what you're gonna tell your boss or whatever it is. And you just arrive at your destination, scratching your head like who was driving the car. So there's, you know, I've even had experiences just like stirring spaghetti you know, in the pot and you just kind of, you know, as, as moms, especially of young children, there are times you learn to just push all the sounds away as you try to center yourself. And it, that's really what hypnosis is. It's kind of like, you're still aware of, you know, who you're working with or, you know, the situation you're in, but it becomes less important as you get into your own scene in your mind. So, some people are very visual when they do this work and they see everything just like a movie. Uh, most of the time you're in a different body, which can be, if, if you're in a past life, male, female, I ask people to look at their skin where, you know, we come back as different genders, as different nationalities and always because we've decided what it is we want to learn on a soul level before we came. And so we choose our parents, as you read in Spirit Babies, and we choose our life circumstances. And um, that is how it all unfolds. <laughs> 
And also in hypnosis, you know, you remember everything that happened. Um, you're not asleep, you're not unconscious, you're not a zombie, you know, like some of the movies have portrayed. You're, you're always in control. You can stop the process at any time. But there's a part of you that remembers everything from all of time, including this lifetime too, of course. And so when we can go back and find out what happened and the soul remembers what happened, it can release trauma, it can release uh, phobias, um, people can heal physically. Uh, one of my clients uh, I worked with and we were videotaping actually. Uh, and I said, let's, let's work on something health related. And she said, well, I've never been able to smell. And I said, ever? She said, no, I've never, <clears throat> excuse me, been able to smell. So we did a lot of past life regression work over a couple sessions because we wanted to keep getting information. And, um, and she ended up discovering, I don't want to give it away because she ended up writing a book about her experience with me and she can smell today. And so it's kind of amazing. You know, I have so many um, stories or experiences I can share with you when we get to that part of this program, but I find them all fascinating and nothing that you could sit down and make up even before and have the emotion to go with it. So when we're in that sometimes, in fact, most of the time tears are involved because it's very powerful work. And I also do other work, uh, as you know, you know, which is like inner child work and things that we all need to, you know, remove things that are blocking us within us. When we use our imagination, our imagination is the gateway to the soul. And so when we use our imagination, it's real to the subconscious mind and to that deeper part of us and our soul. And that's where the healing happens. So, um, Earlier, I began to say some people are very visual. Some people aren't visual at all, but they just somehow know what's happening. I don't see a barn, but I know it's there. Um, some people just get a sense, you know. <clears throat> so however you get the information, just like we have different learning styles, it's okay. Yeah, that, um, that brings me to, I just want to share a little bit about my experience in doing the, um, the hypnosis session with you. So I originally reached out to Patricia because I had this feeling that when I was under anesthesia, so in case anyone hasn't listened to my first few episodes of this podcast, my a very high level of my story is I gave birth to my son and I my placenta was retained. I went back to the OR to have it removed through a DNC and I hemorrhaged and lost lots of blood. And I had this intuitive feeling. And also a friend of mine told me that she felt like she was told that I had an outer body experience while I was on that operating table. And so I, um, I wanted to reach out to Patricia originally to see if that was true, because I'd heard through multiple people that she was amazing at doing this kind of work. So I went into it and, um, and just to keep it short and tight, I had 
three different things really happened to me, actually maybe four that were significant that I remember from that session. Number one was at first we did a past life. It started off kind of doing a past life regression type of situation. And, um, I went back to an, a past life and I was a, um, I think in my twenties and I was a man, a guy, and I was in the woods and I got attacked by these two hunters and they took me in this, this cabin and I was raped by them. And I didn't actually visualize or experience the rape. I just knew that that had happened. Um, and so then fast forward, I, that lifetime I'd had some other issues, um, you know, just with depression and drugs and just a lot of darkness. And then it, sometime in my forties, I actually met a woman who had like really helped me come out of that. Fast forward, I had a son and died living like a normal, peaceful life. Right. So that was so interesting <laughs> to, um, to dig into that. It was just, you know, there's some parts of that that sort of like, I could tell that it actually healed some parts. I don't want to get into of my life right now. Um, there was something about just going through that regression that really, really lifted something out of me. I can't really explain it. Um, and then, um, another part was doing some inner child work. So I went back to my younger years and just to some scenarios that I didn't, you know, I didn't quite remember now, but remembered in the regression. And, um, and I think you brought me through a place where I was hugging my younger me and, it was just incredibly powerful. I was crying during the session and, you know, you are awake, you're aware. And, um, and that was just, that created such a deep inner healing for me. I mean, it was really powerful. And then there was another part of the session where we went into my kidneys because for anyone who doesn't know, I'm in kidney failure and I'm working on healing my body and I've come a long way. I've gotten off dialysis. I've canceled a, a kidney transplant and I'm continuing to build up my kidneys to get them to where, you know, I won't ever need a transplant in the future. And so I did this session with her and we did something where we went in and we grabbed the visualization I had was grabbing roaches off of my kidneys. And it was attached to, um, it was either attached to fear or anger or frustration. It was frustration. That's right. So it was like, a what that meant was that along my lifetime, I gathered up so much frustration, which absolutely 100%, I can relate to that. And, um, and I was holding it in my kidneys, right? And so in the visualization, I pulled what looked like roaches out of my kidneys. I'll never forget it. And, um, and then actually after this, so a, like a week later I got blood work and my blood work was like dramatically better for my kidneys after this session. So it was so powerful. And then the last thing that happened, the fourth thing that happened was I had a visualization of myself floating above my body in the OR, the, the day that I went and lost all the blood. And the message that I got for myself was something like, you, this needs to come out so that new can be brought in. And it was just this confirmation that like this warrior spirit, this strong person who's going to go out and change the world 
needed to rid herself of whatever was coming out of my body, the 80% of the blood of my body so that the new could come back in and I could be transformed. So that sounds a little weird, but it was the, it was the message that very clearly came through and it just really empowered me. And, um, it was just really, really, I, I can't even like this, this hypnosis session was, did, did more than words can really say for me in my healing journey. Boy, that's beautiful. I've got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so, um, so Patricia, tell us a little bit about how it works. Like I know, I know, I understand like the subconscious level and we have our conscious level that's running on autopilot all the time or the subconscious is underneath. And in order to really change things, we need to go into the subconscious to like really change the foundation of the habits and beliefs that we're functioning out of. So can you explain a little bit about how that works or why that works or whatever? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever's good. Um, you know what? I don't think there's a lot of answers. I will tell you this. I was taking a flight back from, from Texas and a young man sat next to me and we got to talking. He just graduated from Harvard Law School, uh, not law school, Harvard Medical School. And I told him a story that I'm going to tell you in a minute. And I said, can you explain this to me? how this happened, how this healing happened. And he just shook his head. He said, no, I can't, but I can tell you one thing. I'm going to read a lot more about hypnosis because although it's approved by the American Medical Association, they spent all of seven minutes on it because, you know, if you can't see it, if you can't cut it, if you can't look at it through a microscope, it's hard to understand. All I know is in my experience in 22 years, it has been one amazing story after another. And to this day, I'm fascinated with every client that walks through the doors. So the story I told this young man that is, uh, and this was years ago, a woman came to me who didn't know I do this work because, you know, it's a little woo-woo, especially it would have been so long ago, like probably 10, 15 years ago. And I just said, go back to when this feeling first began. Well, her issue was she would wake up in the middle of the night and she couldn't go back to sleep. Well, she wasn't in menopause, which can happen, or if there wasn't anything physical that the doctor said that would cause this. So she thought, let me just try hypnosis. So we went back and all of a sudden, without me telling her really what I do, she said, oh, I'm a man and I'm about to be hung. And I did it all right. She didn't speak like that normally. So it caught my attention. And my first thought was, oh, I'm glad you're with me. And uh, she said, I said, well, what did you do? And, and she was clearly a man. And she said, well, I stole the horses and I'd do it again. And he was about to be hung for horse thievery and then was hung. I have to admit at that time, I had no idea what we were doing there. It made no sense to me. Why, what did that have to do with waking up in the middle of the night? But it was very powerful. And she called it creepy about 35 times after I emerged her from hypnosis. So my whole focus was just 
telling her, you know, there's part of her that was, you know, creating this scene for her to heal. She actually set up another appointment. And um, when she came back, she said she told her husband about how she was hung. And he said, well, don't you know, that's why you wake up at night, your neck hurts. Where he had been hung in that lifetime is exactly where she had been in a car accident in this lifetime and had hurt her neck. But the amazing thing is it completely disappeared. And it, it, it just, it, it wasn't just sleeping through the night. It was like, she could, didn't even remember she woke up because her neck hurt. But he said, that's why you're waking up, your neck hurt. And she went on to riding bikes and sleeping through the night, even though she thought the whole thing was weird, because you don't have to believe in this to have an experience and to, you know, have healing happen. Um, that's one example. And that's the example I told the, the, the young man who graduated from Harvard Medical School. And he just shook his head. He, I said, I, I'm telling you, this is what happened. Can you explain it to me? So I don't have an answer on how it works. All I know is it does work. And when it doesn't work, I think the soul is needing to learn something because as I said earlier, we come with a mission in mind that we don't know consciously, but a deeper part of us knows. And let me give you a good example of that. I began seeing a client named Jenny. She's in my book, Soul Explorer. In fact, she's why I wrote the book, Soul Explorer, because she too didn't believe in any of this and regressed into another lifetime when we were trying to heal a fear of heights. And afterwards, she said, whatever that was, I want to do that again. She said, that was amazing. And so for a couple of years, we went on a soul exploration. In one lifetime, she found herself as a young Polish girl being put on the train that we later learned was to Auschwitz. And she described the uh, stench in the train with such great detail that I thought she might throw up in the chair. Um, and she was very quickly sent to the gas chamber. She wasn't um, tattooed or, I mean, it was, it was at the very end we put together later because in the end we couldn't find any record of her. But she went into the gas chamber and she was with babies and elderly women. Um, they were just trying to get rid of as many people as they could. Her last thoughts before she passed were, if only I hadn't loved or been loved, this would have been easier. On the other side, um, some people call it heaven. On the other side, she was sitting with her guides uh, and they were telling her, you have to unlearn this thought process. How are you going to unlearn it of not being loved or unless you go into a life where you're not loved and learn how to love again? And so in that meeting, so to speak, they call it the planning stage for this life, her mother in this lifetime 
was suddenly behind her. And she heard her mother say, I will volunteer to be a terrible mother so she knows what it feels like not to be loved. And later, Jenny would tell me she never felt any love from her mother in this lifetime. But in the planning stage, she felt so much love from her mother. All she could say is, I can't believe she volunteered to be this for me because she could feel the love her mother or that spirit on the other side felt for her. In this lifetime, the mother uh, was actually very violent to her. She has no hearing in her left ear as a result of a beating. She was hospitalized several times in kindergarten. It, it was a terrible life growing up and she was not, did not feel loved. That, however, led her to my husband, who's a mental health counselor, and she did a lot of work with him and then had a fear of heights, which is why he said, you might want to see my wife. And it was in our work that the, the really deep healing she felt happened because you're going back to the source and, and the understanding of of why everything happened, which is what a lot of us want to know. You can't learn, you can't learn this unless you, you know, if, if you, you know, you have to have the opposite of what you want so you can learn how to get to it. She, she feels that all of that happened so that at one point in her life, she could find my husband and I, and she could heal. And now, well, not only does she, is she able to go to, to heights, but she also, um, feels healed from all of the trauma of her childhood. That is a huge gift for her. And isn't that powerful? Yeah. Very, very powerful. We worked together so long that at the very end, when we knew our sessions were about to end, she, um, she went to a lifetime where actually we had been together and we were twins in another life. So it, it, it's really fascinating. It's fascinating and it's healing and it's, uh, it's just amazing. Another client came to me, um, Bobby, and she wanted, to, um, she wanted to do a documentary on this work and just to show people. Uh, initially, she had seen Chip Coffey. Uh, he is on psychic kids and he's a nationally known psychic he helps young children lose their fear when they're seeing spirits and you know getting spooked out and so he he would help young children but uh, she got a reading from him and as with uh, a lot of people who get readings from psychics they may say oh in a life in a past life you were this or you were that or you had this experience which is interesting but when as you know, when you go back into the life yourself, you're re-experiencing it to some degree. Like you said, you didn't feel like you're actually raped. You just had a knowing, a sensing. It's not about re-traumatizing you. It's just about finding out where it began so you can release that energy that we carry with us into each lifetime unless we heal from it or, or get through it. So with Bobby, 
we went back to a lifetime where she was a, she was a young girl who found herself pregnant and her fiance worked, was in the military and he was like near Dodge. It was back in those days. And uh, she took a stagecoach to go to him. And not only had he died, but everyone in the regiment had died. And she mentioned the name of, of uh, where he was working. And, um, and later on, we were able to actually discover that that was true. They, they died you know, probably from um, not the plague, but you know, whatever was going on at the time where rats are involved and things were happening. So she's now in Dodge with no money, pregnant. She becomes a saloon girl. And she talks about the name of the saloon, that the owner was a foreigner, and there was somebody that would come in and she said she didn't have a good feeling about. Well, eventually this guy she didn't feel comfortable about uh, was went up to the room with her and he stabbed her in the uh, abdomen, like to the side a little bit of the abdomen. And she described in great detail, uh, basically she was bleeding out. And she said, as long as her fingernails were rubbing across the wood floor, she knew she was still alive. I mean, just a lot of detail, like how the light was coming in the window. And uh, afterwards, I asked her when, you know, we were, when she was out of hypnosis, I said, do you have any physical issues with that part of your body where you were stabbed? And she said, what? you know, like, what are you talking about? And I repeated myself and she said, oh my gosh, yes, I have like IBS symptoms that they can't seem to diagnose or heal. And it's been terrible for, for years now, chronic. And I said, well, let's just see what happens. I saw her six weeks later and I said, how is that part of your body doing? What's going on? And she, she again was like, like, what? What are you talking about? I said, you know, where you got stabbed. And she looked at me and her head kind of cocked a little bit. And she said, oh my gosh, I haven't had any symptoms except on Thanksgiving day when before it was every day. And I've known Bobby for six plus years now and it has never returned. Wow. So amazing. Uh, just to, to give another little example. So my acupuncturist is who originally referred me to you. And um, she was telling me a story about her, one of her regressions with you. She's done it multiple times. And uh, I don't remember all the details, but the general idea of it was she went back and she was some guy named Frank, who was a thug in New York city. And he was just like, you know, a real thug. And he had the the accent and all that. I can't do it right now, but, um, and she got like his first and last name and she went back and, uh, read the documents. And I think she also, he said how he was killed and she went back and found the actual documents of him, like his life records showing his name and how he was killed and all of that. 
Wow. That's, that is, um, I don't know if she told me about that. That's amazing. And, you know, getting back to Bobby, we ended up researching her as well because we had enough information and she had gone by a house and in the stagecoach and she said, something's not right there. It just isn't right. Well, turns out that's where the guy that she didn't feel good about lived. She actually hired a uh, artist to come in and, you know, when you're in your own experience, just like we are now, we don't know what our face looks like unless we look in a mirror in a, you know, a reflection of some type. Um, but this uh, psychic uh, medium was able to describe him enough that somebody was able to draw a picture. Well, we found this man and you can actually YouTube this family that would kill people as they were going out West. And there is one body that has been unidentified of a female. We don't know if that's her or not, but there were so many details to that. The owner that I told you was a foreigner. He was Canadian, um, which would be considered foreigner, especially at that time period. And uh, just every, it's amazing when all these little things come together. I had one client who was getting information so quickly. I, I wish now I would have asked for the phone number, but I said, well, what's your address? And came right out, you know, 15 Patrick Street. Well, we found that this person was actually a reporter for the New York Times in um, um, San Francisco. And even during the regression, because there's a part of you, your active mind, who she's like, well, that doesn't make sense, you know, because you can still think in that way, too. And um, and I thought right away, I thought, oh, it's a it's a like a remote office. And sure enough, that's what it was. This person did live, was a reporter for the New York Times, did live in San Francisco, but didn't live at 15 Patrick Street. He lived at 15 Mission Street. But here's the great thing above a building called Patrick and Company. Oh my God. You know, you, you can't make this stuff up. It's too. <laughs> no, you cannot. Oh, I just love it. I could listen to these stories all day long. It just totally fascinates me. I'm so into it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I know, obviously. Um, so I do have a question. Who, I mean, I feel like the answer to this question is going to be anyone can benefit, but who would really benefit from doing a past life regression or, a, or just a healing um, hypnosis session? Who, who would benefit? Well, you're right. It's like everybody can benefit from this because it, it's all positive, you know, it's all like even doing inner child work is that alone can be very powerful and uh, help someone heal. Uh, so I, I think the answer is pretty broad. It's just, you know, people have to be interested in it or willing to do it, you know, and they have to feel comfortable with whoever they work with. That's very important. Right. Yeah, I've, I've referred some coaching clients to hypnotists in the past. And um, I'm like, you know, it's really important to just try to get someone like if you're going straight on the internet, then look for someone with lots of reviews. Um, 
you know, just someone who comes highly recommended as opposed to just going to anyone. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't personally think that it's scary. Like, you know, you need to worry that someone's going to put something weird in your head. Um, but, but you do want to have someone who's really good and really skilled to, um, to be able to go really deep, I think, um, and get the most benefit out of it. What would you say about that? Yeah. And to bring you to a healing spot and not be done because your 50 minutes are up, you know, in my sessions, they may last an hour and a half, but I always ask a client to block two hours because we may need two hours. I don't know where we're going any more than you do, but, um, and you don't know consciously, you know, but, um, well, what was it you just said? There was something I wanted to address and what you just touched on. Maybe that it wasn't scary or user. Yeah, I just lost that. Um, it'll come back. But it's it's important to be with people who uh, you know who understand this work and do have had have had some experience. To be honest, you know, direct suggestion may help people uh, short term. I personally think that. It's the regression part that does the real healing. Yes. And I want to tap in here because I actually worked with a hypnotist when I first was diagnosed or when I first got out of the hospital um, because I had a lot of trauma. Okay. Um, I had a lot of trauma from being in the hospital for a month and not being able to see my baby and, um, and just the trauma of, of the whole experience, right? Going into kidney failure and just being on dialysis and being so sick and um, if I would just get a sniffle, I was freaking out. Like I was having panic attacks, right? And so I, um, I did a lot of different things. Uh, EMDR helped a lot with that and, and tapping and some other things. But um, I also went to a hypnotist for help specifically with that in the beginning. And it was really good. We had really good sessions. We had two. Um, but in, in, in those sessions, like there was a lot of suggesting like... Um, one thing that really stuck out was when she said something, and maybe this is a, this is what lots of hypnotists say. Um, I don't know, maybe it was just her technique, but she said, when you leave here, you'll see red, blue, green, pink, white, black, or something like that. And, um, and I remember thinking when I was in hypnosis, like, well, that's odd, you know? Lo and behold, I walk out of there and every billboard, every tree was just like, so shiny, so pretty. It was like, I could see color almost like I had been colorblind for a long time. And I was just, that was something really in my face, obvious. Um, but we also did a lot of work on just, you know, retraining my subconscious, like to saying things like I am healthy, I am powerful. I, you know, lots of I am's in that state because that's where you get the real transformation. And so that was also really helpful for me too. Um, but so I just wanted to throw that in there, but I would say that the regression and the session I did with you was, um, you know, it wasn't just the regression, you know, we did the inner child work. We did the going back to the regression of being in the hospital. We did the, um, the pulling the, you know, the roaches out of the kidneys. So like, there was just a lot that happened there. And I still remember it very vividly. That's what, how it is in hypnosis. You remember everything, you know, there's nothing you don't remember. Usually, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's sometimes you don't, but I, I remember everything. And so, um, so there's different kind of 
forms of hypnosis, but I really would say that the most powerful was doing it with you, Patricia, because it really just was like so healing, so deep, deep, deep with that inner child work and that that pulling out the frustration. You know, I just, I felt brand new when I got done with that session. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did great work too, yes. Well, you know, in, in terms of the hypnotist talking about colors, yes, we were trained that you can do that. Usually it's just one color, but, um, but it, it is interesting. And it's a great way to anchor in the, the session for you so that when you see it, the subconscious mind goes back to that moment. So yeah, it's, it's a good thing. Um, and also, I think the point I wanted to make earlier is a hypnotist can't make you do anything. If that were the case, quitting smoking would, it, you know, everybody would be able to go to a hypnotist and quit smoking. But unless you really want to make the change, you know, you're not going to, you're just not going to let it come in. Or I know one of the first cases I had, I felt like I was in way I'm talking about, she may have been my first or second client. And she, um, she was elderly, uh, probably in her eighties and any light, uh, she felt like it was burning her. She'd been to every doctor. I was the last person to help her, which is never a good thing because you you know she's gone everywhere and nothing's worked. Well, we did some very powerful work. She was a great client, and when she walked in my office, she literally had a towel over her um, head because of the sunshine. I had to put a towel underneath the door; no light could come in at all. And so we did some work. She actually went back to being born. What I didn't know is that she. Um, she never knew her, her natural mother. So that brought up some stuff for her later on, which nothing happens that your soul isn't going to, you know, help you to heal. Um, and guess what? The burning that she felt all over her body went away except for her head. So she was calling me to ask me what I thought of acupuncturists. And I said, I think they're great you know, what do you need it for? Well, the burning went away everywhere in my body, except for my head. And I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, you've suffered with this for years. I helped you heal your body, but you don't want to come back to heal your head. So I'm thinking this in my mind. And she said, you know, Patricia, I've been married to my husband like nearly 50 years, and I've never gotten attention from him until now and now he takes me to all my doctor's appointments and he spends time with me and I knew right then and there that she was never going to allow herself to be completely healed because she was getting something more which was the attention from her husband yeah it's interesting so that can happen sometimes Right. It's called secondary gains. And, you know, if the secondary gains are more powerful than healing, then that can happen. I also think or wonder when it doesn't heal because I've seen so much. It's like there is there something there's either another lifetime. That's where I go to first. Like there's something we need to see. 
or is it is this part of the, this person's path to learn and this isn't supposed to go away because with this comes a an opportunity for learning perhaps what her soul needs to learn ah you know that resonates with me so much because i've done so much inner work to heal my kidneys and i know that they're going to heal like there's no I know that I'm going to be fine. I'm going to live a normal life and I won't need a kidney transplant. I, my soul knows that it's hard to explain how I know it, but I do. And, um, and it's so interesting. I've kind of wondered like, you know, why is it taking so long? I've done all the work, you know, but the fact that, and I, I truly feel somehow that the fact that it's going so slow is just part of my learning. It's, you know, this kidney failure, I've always been a personal development junkie. I've always wanted to like, you know, do everything I can to be the best version of myself that I can be. And um, I feed on self-help and all of that stuff. And it wasn't until my kidney failure that it just really put me into high speed like I got to heal my mind. I've got to heal my emotions. I've got to heal my energy. I've got to heal, my, heal myself spiritually. I've got to do every single thing it takes, you know, because not only just for me, now I have a new human. I have a baby that needs me, right? And so it just, I've dedicated my entire life to doing everything I can to heal, but I, I'm not at all upset that it's taking so long. Well, here's another angle on that. What if it's taking longer so that you experience these, these different modalities of healing so that you can then start a podcast so that you can share this with the world so that others can heal? Exactly. That's pretty much what I'm saying. This has caused me to do so much to heal my own body. Therefore, it's also gotten me to start a company and share with the world how they can do it too. You know, people need to hear this because I think about when I first got, when all this first went down, I just sat down and thought, where do I start? <laughs> it was really overwhelming. It was like, I just wanted to find someone that I could call who could just give me a step-by-step -step process of, you know, what I needed to do. And I, I don't think anyone can just give you an exact step-by-step -step process. Everyone's healing journey is very different, but I wanted to come up with something that people could rely on that they could come to, to say, oh, I need to heal my body. I need to heal my mind and emotions. I need to go to her. She can help me start from square one and evolve from there. And when I first got sick, I, I immediately DM'd Joe Dispenza. <laughs> That was my very first, because I was like, if anyone knows what to do, it's Joe. So <laughs> I just went straight to the source and he never got back to me. But yeah, so I just, I still remember that thinking like, who do I go to? Who's going to be able to tell me what to do? And over this time, it's, it's grown into so much more. But that's what I was trying to say is I think it's taking a long time so that I will continue to push forward and learn and grow. And as I'm learning and growing, I'm helping others, which is always our mission, right? That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, I think about my miscarriage and, you know, uh, I tried not to write the book. I mean, it was, I really... I thought I was off the hook at one point when I saw somebody had finally written about it. I wanted to make it more mainstream, not this woo-woo stuff. Um, but as soon as I saw that somebody else had written the book, I had the thought, I, 
lost an opportunity for my soul's growth. It came out of nowhere, except, you know, the other side or something in my mind. And then I realized that isn't the book I was supposed to write. The book I'm supposed to write is about spirit communication, you know, whether it be through the dream state or uh, there's so many examples, you know, synchronicities of how we can hear from our lost ones. And in the words of Dylan, uh, reminding us, I'm right here. I'm right here. Oh my God. I just chills. I love that. So beautiful. (laughs) So I guess the last thing I want to say to all the listeners out there is if there's anything you're struggling with, I mean, this podcast is about healing your mind, body, and emotion, your spirit, your energy, all of it, just healing in general and consider hypnosis. I mean, 100 percent it's life-changing you know you can't you don't know what you're going to find when you go in there so just do it and see what happens and um only good can come from it that's for sure right patricia exactly that's exactly right nothing comes up for you sometimes people will come to me and for instance they think they came to me to quit smoking which i don't do anymore but you know back in the early days and um and then they have a spontaneous regression and they heal from that. And in the end, that was the real reason they came. You know, with your soul is, is your guide. You know, your intuition is your, your God spark. You know, it, it's telling you, um, you know, don't take that job or take a right turn or whatever it is. And also, I just wanted to remind people, you and I uh, did our session uh, virtually. And I'm now seeing clients literally throughout the world. I just had a session this week with someone from Abu Dhabi. And uh, so wherever you are, you know, I think a lot of people are doing this type of work uh, remotely now. Right. That was actually going to be my very next point is um, I will put your information in the show notes, but if um, anyone wants to work with Patricia, I highly recommend her obviously. Um, And yes, I did do my session remotely. And so you can as well. So Patricia, how would people best get in touch with you? Probably best to email me. Uh, You can put my email address on the site, but it's P for Patricia, McGivern, M-C-G-I-V is in Victor, E-R-N is in Nancy at AOL. Um, And just write to me and then we can go from there. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I, again, I cannot recommend Patricia more for this. I mean, it's, it's life-changing work. So um, thank you so much, Patricia, for being on this episode with me. I am so excited. I love it. It's my favorite one so far. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited too. Thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to try and share all this information with others and nothing to be afraid of. It's a great state to be in. (laughs) Absolutely. And if you loved what you heard today, please take a screenshot of this episode and tag me um, at my inner tiger on Instagram and uh, let people know that they need to listen to it. And especially if you set up a meeting with Patricia, Let me know how it goes. DM me, tag me in a post, whatever you got to do. I cannot wait to hear what your experience is like. So thanks again, Patricia. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of My Inner Tiger. Before you go, I have a free gift to offer you. 
If you're anything like me and struggle with overwhelming feelings of stress and anxiety on a regular basis, I invite you to download my Freedom in 5 formula, where you'll discover how to change your state in less than five minutes. This is my beautiful gift to you and costs $0. So head on over to myinnertiger.com forward slash freedom to download this now. Also, if you loved what you heard today, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes so I can keep the ball rolling. And finally, if you're not already, come follow me on Instagram at myinnertiger for more juicy goodness and fun inspiration. I can't wait to connect with you there. Now, my dear friend, Go out into this world and create some magic. I'll catch you on the next episode.